Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. Hello, my name is Jeff. How's it going? We're, we're in for a special treat this week, as y'all can see from Savvy's beautiful thumbnail with all of those delicious scammers. Or, I mean, we, we can call we can call three of them scammers for sure. And then Dan Locke will just cease and desist us. <laughs> yes, this is Scammers, Con Artists, and Criminals Week because in the past we've talked about wanting to live like some of these people and then we're like, we can't do an entire week of truly trying to live like each of these individual people who are all just uh, basically scammers or, or full-on criminals because... We get arrested. Yeah, yeah, potentially, yeah. So we're not actually going to scam anyone this week. We're mostly going to do research into these people. Uh, so welcome and happy Monday, everybody. And we uh, don't have the Coke supply to do Jordan Belfort. We don't. We don't quite have that. No, no. We should well, get Coca-Cola and just start, start chugging that on stream. Just oh, say, okay, we could, that we're, we're, we're fasting. Fair enough. Whatever. We, we can't we, have, we, I guess we could have Diet Coke, but that's Well, that, 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 that breaks a fast, too. Oh, does it? Oh, just well, yeah, the big sugar? Artificial sweeteners, like, they do get uh, a similar response from your body, even though you don't still, like, your body, I think, I, I forgot, depends on the person. Some some purists, or so, some people say you can do it as long as it's zero calories. Other people uh, say that your it does, like, create a sugar craving response in your body, which is similar a similar response to just consuming sugar itself. So well, that's I'm, interesting. If, if we're, All right, uh, well, I prefer not to, like, the artificial sweeteners, I think, are kind of gross, so I prefer not to have them anyway. So is your face. Yeah, I know. I have a gross face. I'm sorry. Yeah, it came across too harsh. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to. I meant to it with love. <laughs> uh, I, meant to, I meant to call you, I meant to call you gross affectionately. Affectionately, yeah. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um... Yeah, so I'm I'm doing uh, I I this is this is kind of a holdover from last week, but I made a little intermittent fasting chart for myself right here. I love your lettering. Thank you. You were bored to get tattoos. Yeah, I have my appointment in three hours to get my full back done. So oh, that's beautiful. How excited are you? I'm kind of nervous actually, so I have to stop fasting a little bit early so that because you got you got to get your blood sugar up before you get a tattoo. So. Just gonna store a pixie stick. Um, I was gonna eat a sandwich, but that's that's possible. That's a good idea. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we can do both. And then we just won't, then we can just assume the pixie stick is what got your blood. Yeah, but person. I I didn't want to forget. So every Sunday I do a twenty-two to twenty-four hour fast where I stop eating by noon or one, and then I start eating by like ten to noon the next day. Um, but that's that's weekly and then my eating window is like noon to six or 11 to seven each day depending on i'm not that strict about the time i'm just happy that last week i was successfully able to drink no alcohol on weekdays so that's beautiful that going yeah so at the end of the day we can say at the very least fasting has helped you kick an unhealthy habit all other health benefits aside yeah although i've been uh smoking more weed so that's not really healthy either. <laughs> Define healthy. I would argue smoking weed is the healthiest thing you can do. Okay. Reduces reduces stress, makes you feel good. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you sh you shouldn't do it, you know, before operating heavy machinery or taking an exam, but <laughs> or if you're struggling to breathe. But other than that, yeah. Um, See, okay. I'm with Holly Fran right here. 
We stand more weed though. <laughs> See, and, and weed is the reason why you and I are, 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 this is another area where you and I are actually opposites. I can fast as long as I want on a weekday. I can't fast for shit on weekends. Because on weekends, on weekends, either. on weekends, I just smoke weed and want to eat everything. <laughs> on, well, on weekends, like I, I do stuff with friends that is also like eating related. And also weekends are when I can have as much beer as I want in the evening because we're, we're usually going out to a bar or a brewery or something. Oh, so you don't count Sunday as... Okay. Oh no, I see. No, that. I, I do count Sunday. I don't. I Friday and Saturday, I don't fast. But Sunday, so, you don't fast. You just start your fast on Sunday. Sunday, I do. Yeah, Sunday, I stop. Like we'll go out to brunch maybe or something. I'll stop eating at noon, and then I'll start eating at noon the next day. So I'll do a twenty-four hour fast starting Sunday. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me now. Never mind. I take it back. I think we're similar with this cycle. I was looking into all these other like not fastings, but ways that people cut weight when they're lifting. And one of the ones that really stood out to me, because I think fasting sort of cap captures it, is calorie cycling, where it's you identify your weekly calories, and then you, you have like your days where you're able to eat a little bit more, and then you have your days where you're eating a little less, and so you're still coming out to that caloric deficit by the end of the week, which is where you're losing the weight, but it doesn't, uh, your body doesn't adapt to the low calories the same way that it does if you just cut your daily calories every single day. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't count calories at all. So I just know I can't eat after this time. I'll definitely end up eating less because I won't, I won't get you like the switch. You like turning off, yes. eating, turning on eating. Exactly. No, yes. That's the only way I can, I can sustain it. So yes, that's that makes exactly. perfect sense to me. <laughs> me smoking weed is for the health of others. I love that. <laughs> Queen of Spade is the most selfless weed smoker. Practically, <laughs> practically Buddha over there. <laughs> and Kat Benson putting her body where her mouth is. That sounded awkward, but all I meant was she supports health. And so she's donating her health to help others. That's yeah. I like that phrase. You put your body where your mouth is. I'm Sounds not sure. Sounds like auto sexual, but I did yeah. not mean it that way. <laughs> <laughs> did not call her an Ouroboros. I did. How, how old were you when you when you discovered the Ouroboros and just it like you thought it was the coolest thing in the world? I feel I feel how like that. I I feel bad saying this. I uh, discovered it in like my early twenties. Uh, no, that, I discovered it when I was nineteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. I discovered it because of like uh, a marching band I was reporting on did an Ouroboros themed show and I had to learn about it for reporting on it. I just remember hearing it because it was in a creative writing class, which are the biggest scams on the planet. Um, oh, that's interesting. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Okay, tell me about the Ouroboros <laughs> and then we're going to talk about my creative writing class and then we'll and pull up some scammers to 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 view okay we've got a whole and, special some, and, and someone wrote a poem about an ouroboros and i just remember i don't even remember the fucking poem i just remember ouroboros thinking it was the coolest thing on the fucking world in the fucking world and then later i saw it when i was watching full metal alchemist brotherhood and i saw the uh, the homunculus or the homunculi with the ouroboros tattoos on their uh all wherever they were on their body so i bet i was like doubling down on the coolness as for creative writing classes being scams i don't think creative writing groups are scams because obviously it's a group, so you're not paying money, you're just hanging out with friends. But classes, especially uh, college classes, it's my personal experience, 
you don't learn anything new. It's usually a grad student who's frustrated that they can't get their work published. It's a bunch of students who have dreams of being the greatest author of all time will put other people's work down or just simply not read it. Um, and the amount of time that they give you to write something for just strictly for class means that more often than not, you're bringing old work to it. I, every single time we had to do a workshop, it was usually someone just bringing something that was a few weeks old or something that they scribbled on a page before class to make sure that they had the assignment. So it was also just a waste of time in that regard. Um, I took one class that I felt like wasn't a complete scam, but it was also the class where it was less about workshopping other people's work and more about studying. Like, are you familiar with the, the brand, the free Brandon Sanderson lectures on YouTube? Mm -hmm. It was, it was more like that, only not Brandon Sanderson. So we were going over like, these are the elements of a plot. You can follow these if you want, you can break these elements if you want, but if you just want to start somewhere simple, this is how you can follow it. And I appreciated that it wasn't um, condescending in that tone either, where it's like, this is how you write a book. It was, this is how you can write a book. You can also freestyle. That's fascinating. You had like the opposite experience in college writing classes up. My college creative writing classes were not like that at all. They were always like an actual professor who had like tons of work published and had won awards. And then like I got to know these professors who and, and network with them. And then my like we did like we studied a lot of the elements of, of writing while also critiquing each other's work and everyone was respectful. Yeah, I'm jealous. I wish I had that experience. I'm sorry that you didn't. I feel bad like now talking about how good my college creative writing class. Although I will say not every like some like that's like my senior year experience was like that. And then like my grad school experiences were all like that. But if I'm looking at like sophomore year in college, I did take a poetry class where I got a C. And See, like, I was unless like, you don't show up to class, you should, like that, that. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I was just really bad. At, I was really bad at poetry, and I also just could not understand what I was doing wrong at all because I was like, I wrote it in iambic trimeter, like you asked. I don't know what I'm supposed to do beyond yeah, that. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. I'm sorry that my poem wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go find your teacher and I don't know, send him send him an iambic whatever you want, any meter you want, you pick it. Um, harsh email, but it'll be poetic. My poems were also really cringe. Like one of them was about how much I love capitalism. I love college you. <laughs> college me, this was what I was, this was what I was basically Grant Cardone. This was like, I was, when I was a sophomore Bicep in college, and all. I was in my, my basically Grant Cardone phase, like super manic all the time. And like, um, yeah, just like, fully manic, fully, uh, fully into, into business stuff. But like I was, I was, so I wrote a poem about how, how much I love. Oh, I remember the other thing I hated about them too, because like everyone knew each other. Cause we're like, people took workshopping as an opportunity to like personally attack people. That's so mean. Why would people yeah. just call someone fucking idiots or stupid and shit like that. And they'd be like, no, no, we're talking about the book or the story. Um, people would get some really hurtful responses too that just weren't helpful at all. Like I'm talking on par with one star good read reviews that like aren't, you know, you know, like, like the mean ones. That's like, so like, that's mean. The, yeah. So I'm that's my experience. sorry that your classmates in college were all assholes. I mean, 
I'm sure I, I like I, I was an asshole too, but I wasn't yeah. an asshole in that. And then I wasn't an asshole in that class. Um, mostly because like after my experience with that class, um, I completely checked out for the rest of that class. Um, I took it for the easy A. You think uh, this class <laughs> like gave you lasting feelings, and that's why you give you go easy on everyone on Goodreads? Probably. Because I didn't feel good about it. So um, yeah, because I'm like, you you definitely you go so easy on all the reviews you put up on books, and you will pretty much give any book five stars if you're friends with the author. No, which, no, I'll get I'll, I'll give any book five stars if it's independently published. So that's an even broader category. Yeah, yeah, you'll be, you're basically very you're so easy. Well, yeah, I say fuck, fuck the publishing corporations too. But yeah, okay, interesting. Those, those authors have enough support. I know. I I, I want I want to support the indies out there. Let them know that their that their work's being appreciated. I I never want to be the reason someone stops writing or creating. Now I'm you know, just I'm, cringing about I I had forgotten about my sonnet to capitalism. Good lord. That's beautiful. You could have you could have been the Ben Shapiro of Shakespeare's. I could have. I didn't even like Ben Shapiro though. I thought he was an asshole because like he didn't he doesn't like lesbians. Yeah, but you you could have you could have found a sexuality to hate. You could have gone after those fucking demis. The fuck are they in the LGBT community for? Fucking demis. <laughs> That's so I mean. <laughs> Don't I hope, say that. I hope tone people can tell I'm joking, and I just He's picked one of the guys. He just like picked a random one, just so everyone knows that <laughs> picked a random no, one that doesn't get shit. But I also picked I one that doesn't do get that. shit on. Like, I, I, like they, do, they do get shit on though. They get shit. Who knows about them to begin with? To pick on, them. they get shit on by it, commu LGBT community infighting mostly, which is uh, sometimes even more hurtful. Okay, fair enough, but I'm. Fuck it. Most people don't know about them, so it's funny. I'd say most straight people don't. Sure, exactly. But like, um, I just, yeah. I just saw it. I just saw all those. Uh, L and guys, we see all the comments. We'll get to them soon. I'm sorry. Um, I just I'm saw all those LGBT flags. I'm trying to make sure RK doesn't get himself canceled right now. I'm not going to get myself canceled. I'm just saying, like, we had this conversation where I was like, mm -hmm. I saw all of the flags for the for for Pride Month, and my first instinct was capitalism infiltrating Pride Month. Because yeah. all well, of these flags okay. are just I, like there was there was I a street a ally flag. I took a screenshot of your response to that, which was there should be only one pride flag. And guys, guess what flag it was? Guess what flag? What flag did you say? Which flag? I said there should only be one flag, and it was Canada. <laughs> and it was the Canadian flag, Canada. and the Canadian flag should be the only flag for Pride Month. Yes, I call <laughs> Canada gay, like a fourth grader. Oh, I didn't think you were. I thought you were saying that people from Canada should be proud. I thought you were giving Canada a compliment for the first time. Nope. Called it gay. Went with my fourth grade humor. Well, you know what? Gay is still a good thing. So you're still complimented, Canada. It will. In, in 10 years, gay will mean something like very cool. I don't know. When, once, once aliens really arrive, we'll, we'll have fun with language. Okay. So yeah. So RK thinks that all Canadians should take pride in being from Canada. Yep, and all Canadians should take pride in being gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, this this is this is how I mean now it. Now that this we have gone, we've gone I mean completely it. off the rails once again, but it's Monday and I'm trying to just wake up. Yes, Paige the puppet. Paige says that Paige is, has got it right. Paige says we're not ashamed of gay here, Paige. I'm not is, shaming you for being gay. I said that you should be the proud flag bearers of this month. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. So either way, you complimented Canada, whether you exactly. said Canada is okay or you said Canada should be proud. You, and I, I, I'm happy I complimented Canada. You gave Canada a compliment. And I just want everyone to know that. I want everyone to know that you're having some some character arc going on right here. Yes, I am. I gave Canada its first compliment when I called it gay. I meant it as a compliment. So suck it, Canadians. Fuck you. Yes. You'll never be as good as Australia. That's probably true. Yeah, RK's digging a big grave for himself today. Ah, uh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, I'll gaslight God. all of you real quick. Don't make me do it. <laughs> it's an example of why we need a million Oh, wait, because Eva says there's a church in my hometown with a sign up that's anti-pride. That's so mean. I'm so sorry they're doing that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so that was my point. Um, when I saw the straight ally flag, I was like, yeah, do we need to like, like represent this and hang this on the... Yeah, I saw that and I was like, that's totally a cash grab. If, if anyone is a straight ally and they're hanging that proudly in, the, in their room to show off that they're a straight ally, I don't know. I might cringe. I'm probably going to cringe. I do think the straight ally flag is kind of cringe because I'm like, why not just fly like a... Like, there's a flag... That's like a general ally flag that's been, that's not like specifically. Just hang the ally. rainbow flag. There's one that's like a rainbow flag with like a, a triangle of trans flag colors that intersects it that I see a lot of people having. So that one's basically like, I'm an ally for everything kind of flag. Just put that up. Or because you also could be like, not even an ally, you could be like gay yourself and fly that flag. Because that's just an all-encompassing LGBT community flag. Exactly. And boom, doesn't ally the A, or isn't it the same for asexual? Yeah, and the so A like, is for and asexual so, and it's and not so for we, 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 got some, we got some ace erasure going on right here because of that straight it's flag. It's awful. Yeah. God, the a straights are so asexual. fucking gay. Yeah, r slash are the straights okay is the, the, the best subreddit. The straights are never okay <laughs> is the answer. No, they're not okay. Uh, as a Bible Belt dweller, I straight up hear some rude things from peeps at work, but lo and behold, I work for Amazon, so you bet there's a rainbow everywhere. Dude, there you go. That's 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 that, uh, what, rainbow capitalism right there. I thought that's rainbow what... capitalism was a unicorn. I, I thought there was nothing gayer than getting a startup to hit a billion dollars net worth, and that's rainbow capitalism. Okay, guys, so we were texting on Friday, and I had this brilliant idea that I should start up a club and bar called the unicorn where it's like a bisexual only club and it's also i'm also going to give it a billion dollar valuation i just think that is the most brilliant business idea however i don't think most clubs and bars hit billion dollar valuations ever so it might not be realistic yeah it was it's a brilliant idea i look forward to investing money yeah. in it well, I, that's one the of thing those... too though is that what i learned from reading billion dollar loser is that this is a good transition. We'll transition into WeWork and into the scammers we're going to follow this week. What I learned from reading Billion Dollar Loser is that company valuations are whatever people say they are when they're privately traded. Before you publicly list them, you just kind of say, you tell your potential uh, venture capital investors, hey, uh, my company's worth a billion dollars. And then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Then they give you money. And then it becomes worth a billion dollars. But you can just kind of lie. That's what I learned from reading Billion Dollar Loser. Exactly. So if we just say that your lesbian bar is worth a billion dollars, 
because every lesbian in the world is putting, I don't, I don't know how, or how many, not lesbians, bisexuals in the world are, are how many Oh bi yeah, see, the, the bisexual bar has a greater reach than any gay bar or lesbian bar, because bisexuals are 55% of the LGBT community. So as a whole, it's a, a much bigger uh, so we, pool. So Plus gay men and lesbians can also go there because there will be other people who could potentially be interested in them. So let's just assume we get half of the LGBT community, which is give or take, what, 10% of the population? Mm -hmm. So that's 5% of 300 million? Mm -hmm. Or 330 million? Yeah, something like that. Are we talking about so that, the US? So that's 16.5 yeah. million. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So let me try this real quick. Yeah, so like, it's a, yeah, if I had multiple locations and spread them in different states throughout the U.S., Oh, he'd be fine. Yeah, you just you just got to hit I that. Could, I could easily hit a billion dollar valuation that way. You, you could easily hit 50% of the LGBT community and you can get this this uh, this rainicorn unicorn. Oh, Julia, by the way, yeah, everyone would be obviously everyone would be welcome at the bar. I'm not going to ask people to prove their sexual orientation before prove they come it. in. <laughs> That's not possible. I see your COVID vaccine I mean, card and your LGBT I mean, card. <laughs> what I mean is that, like, you know how there's bars that are like, this is a gay bar, and when you go there, the expectation is that gay men are going to be hooking up at this bar. Or you'll be like, this is a lesbian bar, the expectation is that women are going to meet other women at this bar. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say gay men hooking up and women just meeting women? Which is what I hate about it. I really want to. I really want a bar where I can just go hook up with other women. In yeah, the you got to flip that on its head. The le so <laughs> this is a lesbian hookup area. My bar is going to foster that culture. Do it when they're going to foster that culture. Um, but yes, um, every everyone obviously everyone's welcome. Yeah, uh, and the same thing. Everyone's welcome at any any gay bar. Or any any is type. Is this of what bar. this sounds like? Self sexual, like people who are who are attracted to themselves. Is that a thing? I mean, I'm pretty attracted to myself, but I didn't think that was an orientation. I think I'm just really vain. I was going to say, I thought that was just being vain. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I'd be interested to learn more. I need a small business to make a pride cat house like they have at Target. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm trying to buy my pride stuff from small businesses. I got my new, like, uh, buy flag earrings from Etsy. I love them. Nothing more. So this really makes me reevaluate the go fuck yourself in insult. That's sort of my go-to. Yeah, because that's not really an insult to everyone. Some people might be like, all right. I did. Fucker. I did. And I loved it. <laughs> Came twice. <laughs> not according to the rest of these. Yeah, dude. That's the thing. That's why I want to make there be a bar. Because right now, here's the problem. Is like a lot of, a lot of, people in the L like there's a lot of LGBT community infighting which is very sad to see but you get a lot of lesbians that don't want to date bisexual girls because they don't like that they've dated men in the past it's this whole like anti-men sentiment which I get men are you know they're men but like I still like them and there's also like this sentiment on like with gay men sometimes don't want to date bisexual men because they have this like fear that they're going to leave them to go like have a wife or something. And it's very weird, but it's like a very widespread sentiment. And so my point is that I think that like you need you need a bar where everyone can just get together. Plus, it's like, you know, men and women could get together, men and other men or women and other women or any non-binary people. It would just be very welcoming. The unicorn would be a very welcoming bar. Sounds like you're encouraging orgies. Yeah, I, this bar would encourage orgies, absolutely. 
<laughs> Guys, get drunk. There's an orgy room at the back. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe there'll be an orgy room. <laughs> yeah, that's what, uh, what Julia's comment was. What I was responding to. Yeah, everyone is welcome. You can. Um, but that would be like that would be like the target demographic. But everyone, of course, everyone could come. You can call it the Forbidden Forest and encourage all that. I, I was going to try and bring trance and J.K. Rowling into it, and I just decided not to tie those ends together. Uh, Allie, I don't think this is a thing. I think what you're describing is not real. Like a unicorn! <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they're all about this part, too. <laughs> Yes. Doing some business, y'all. Doing business. Yeah, exactly. What Mushroom Destroyer is saying, there's still a lot of gay people who discriminate against bi and pan individuals. Yeah, exactly. That's why I want to create the unicorn bar. Are pot sexuals available there or welcome there or just pansexuals? Yeah, that joke um, had to be made. Yeah, I mean, that's a very obvious joke. And uh, I'm glad you made a pun because here in the bisexual community, we love puns. Yeah. So, yes. There you love there. everything in the bisexual. Okay, no, not going to finish that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Queen of Spain is a bisexual Canadian, so maybe I need to open up a location in Canada for, for all the bisexual Canadians. I know they it's can not fly true. the Canada Pride flag. I know it's not true, but that makes you sound like a Leafs fan. I know you're a Habs fan, just going off of how the, the optics here. Wait, I think, Cher, are you trying to say that you are exclusively attracted to yourself? Because that's what the vibe I'm getting from what you're saying in the comments and oh, I, I get it. I mean, Cher's gorgeous. I can kind of see that for you. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it makes a lot of sense, who, which who is fine. I mean, I'm attracted to myself, too, but I'm also attracted to a ton of other people. Yep. You got to get your PAN card and your COVID vaccine card to get You got to bring an actual PAN. You're, you'll be, Sako, you're in charge of cooking everyone breakfast. Sako in the kitchen? <clears throat> I, like girls who kiss girls just to impress guys isn't that still a thing i don't think that's ever been a thing i think that that's a rumor that straight men made up to make everything about themselves well then it became a self-fulfilling prophecy because then some girls started doing well, it well i think that <laughs> girls make out with other girls but i think that a lot this is i think that i think there's culturally this idea that girls make out with other girls to impress guys but i think that girls actually make out with other girls because they like other girls and well, guys still find it hot. Like guys think it's hot, but like that's not that's not the exclusive reason they do it. But what you're describing is also um, kind of a trope that we see in stories where it's the girls will make out to impress the guy, but one of them is making out with her because she likes her, and the other one is just doing it to impress the guy. And then you have that disconnect, and then you have that that like pining girl who's going after the yeah, girl who keeps getting away and then they I, end up together so they do end up i just fine. want to be clear sexual experimentation is very normal and everyone is welcome to do whatever they want without labeling it and you could uh, you can obviously make out with someone of the same gender and realize you're still straight afterwards like that is totally fine but my point is girls who make a habit out of making out with other girls are are most likely not straight like i'm gonna i'm gonna venture to guess that almost all of them are not as a former girl who made out with a lot of other girls back in the day and was like, I'm, I'm straight. I'm just, I'm, I'm just drunk. <laughs> nope. That's not a thing. Drunk is not a sexual orientation guys. Yeah. So Caroline to answer this question is, um, so this was happened 
over the weekend, I believe. And Savvy posted something about bisexual erasure. I think it was the book on straight, on like okay. books about straight girls okay, making guys, out with straight girls. That book is coming today. <clears throat> That book's coming today. I'm going to do a review of it for Pride Month. Jen Sincero, author of You Are a Badass, and that series wrote a book called The Straight Girl's Guide to Having Sex with Women. What? So anyway, it's coming in the mail today. I'm going to review it. But anyway, sorry, go on. So Savvy was posting about that for Bisexual Erasure. And then I sent her a message saying, I think bisexuals should be called unicorns because they're, they're horny and don't exist. Which was already a common joke. Like, you didn't make yeah. that up. No, no, no I'm, but what we did make up was we said that you should make up the um the 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 the, the unicorn character in the um in the comic strip. Yeah, I'm gonna have I'll, I'll be the un I'll make the unicorn character. The unicorn character will also be an entrepreneur trying to have a billion dollar startup. Which brings us to the bar. So this all did connect over this premise to tie it all back together. Of yes, it is a bar for horny people. Yeah, which is also just known as a bar. I mean, yeah, lots of bars are for horny people, but I just want to foster a, a culture at this bar where it's like um, it, the expectation is like everyone can can hit on any gender or sexuality. Like, I think the thing is that at a standard bar, because 90% of the population is straight, right? So at a standard bar, most people are not going to hit on the same sex just because it seems like there is such a low chance of that being a prospect for them. That's why gay bars came to be a thing. However, at gay bars, no one's gonna hit on a different gender because there's such a low chance that it's gonna be a prospect. At my bar, it's a free for all, dude. Because oh, the expectation the is that most people at the bar are going to be bi. Cher wants to know the sexual orientation of people who only masturbate. Um, oh, no, no, no. I think that was what she was saying is self, like the self-sexual that she was talking about earlier. I think, well, I think that's in some cases that can, like some asexual people still have some level of sex drive. So, and I would say in that case, that, that could be asexual, but it depends on the person. It's not sexual. It's just, just a, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> there. There are some jokes that I just feel building in my mind where I'm just like, I, you know, it's just not worth it. That's not yeah, going to Yeah, we're going to get canceled <laughs> like not... Sean Boston. Yeah. Oh, the bisexual good... only. I meant that that's what the bar. Sorry, I I didn't mean that you have to prove your sexual orientation to enter the bar. I understand how I was unclear at the beginning. My mistake. I accept my 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 error. Um, is this like fanny packs? Like like little packs. Wait, that you well, what keep... do you? This is I, this is such a fun Pride Month discussion. I almost uh, we're almost gonna forget to talk about all the scammers. Well, there are people that scam the gay community, like those straight flags. Yeah, the straight, <laughs> the straight flags. Straight flag flags. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking scam if I've ever seen one. Who like that? That that is okay. That has to be a joke, right? Because I thought the whole joke of straight like. With, with gay pride was like, you know, you don't need straight pride. So when people were like, we're going to have a straight pride. It's like, why? You don't need straight pride. And then the LGBT community is, they're not the LGBT community. Someone selling to the LGBT community is literally trying to sell straight pride. Just like that, that that's, I feel like that's trolling. It's got to be troll. I think it's really stupid. Yeah. Like they've now incorporated straight pride into gay pride. Um... 
I, I think it's funny that they did that though, because now if there's ever a straight pride parade, you could parade, you can bring the straight ally flag to it. Yeah, I guess that's just, I like the, I like the, the gay weed flag. Like when people go to gay pride parades and bring the marijuana leaf in a rainbow stripe flag. It's the, the one they have to, are those pot sexuals then? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> we've come full circle. That's what pot sexuals Like are. Ouroboros, we've come full circle. <laughs> yes! I'm so proud of us today. This is such a good podcast episode, even though we have not stayed focused one bit. The unicorn bar. Dude, I'm so pumped to make the unicorn bar. Um, I'll probably start by having it be a fictional bar in a novel that I write. And then from there, I will start figuring out how to make it a real bar. But the unicorn bar absolutely needs to exist. Yeah, Holly, that's what I was trying to say is that, yeah, like asex some people who are asexual do still have a sex drive. Yeah. Um, they just Molly, don't have a sexual attraction. Since you design uh, environmental shit, maybe you should like design it so that the orgy room is environmentally friendly. You know, a carbon neutral or a carbon negative orgy room. So that way you can go green as you scream. That was fucking funny. Fuck you. Oh, sorry. I just like zoned out. I made a joke about your fucking bar and you don't want to hear it. So I'm just going to get stoned. All right. Everyone can get stoned at the bar. Of course you let pot sexuals in. If you didn't let me in, I would. Are you a pot sexual? Is that your, is that your sexual orientation? You're sexually attracted to marijuana. No, I'm sexually attracted while stoned on marijuana. Oh, me too. I think having high sex is wonderful. If marijuana gets it, if, if marijuana makes you horny, you're pot sexual. Not not, the get, not not marijuana itself, but smoking it. Oh yeah, definitely. I guess I'm a pot sexual as well then. Yeah, I've seen that. Mr. Atheist has a shirt that says it's not about cookware <laughs> for the pansexual. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I know your husband's a Leafs fan. You're a Habs fan. Habs beat the Leafs in the first round. Leafs fucking suck. I think it's hilarious. They can go fuck themselves. I'm a Sabres fan, so it hurts. I love how every this like conversation has turned into people discussing various like sexual identities and experiences. This is lovely. I hope that everyone feels like this is a nice learning experience. So Cher prefers masturbation to real sex. By real sex, I mean what is real sex? That's the now now we're asking ourselves a philosophical question. Well, I think you can argue that masturbation is not. Well, what what is what is sex? Is sex the it does sex require two people? Does it require I think it requires more than one person. Requires more than one so we're we're defining sex as more than one person stimulating another's genitals. Is that what sex is? If you I mean I don't need to go much further than more than one person. <laughs> you don't need two people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm treading carefully now since Willie the Silly said dig a fucking grave. Fuck you. Love you, man. Well, no, I'm um, just, I'm just, I'm just, this is getting me to think about the, the broad definitions, challenging all of our worldviews a little bit. I think that's an important, important way to live our lives. I don't know. Um, yeah, sure, I'll go with your prior, definition. I think that this is interesting because I, I always hear there's this thing where people are like, women don't like to date bisexual men. And I'm like, I don't think that's true because like, I've been with so many bisexual men. 
But it also could be because I'm a bisexual woman, so I have a different perspective. I don't know. We could also go back to you being an outlier. Maybe I'm an outlier. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a fucking weirdo. Maybe that's that's well, the, the takeaway. <laughs> I mean, you you are a fucking weirdo, but I don't know if that's what but if that goes to your weirdo section or not. Yeah, I don't know. Is it is everything about me just because I'm a weirdo? Like, should I stop trying to understand the world because I'm just gonna be a weirdo the whole time? Are you worried that uh No. Wait, oh, okay, so Queen of Spade has made out with women who wanted to make out with her so that they could turn a dude on. However, I'm wondering, are you sure that girl was straight? I'm also just... I don't understand. I thought, I, I, I thought like, the uh, the whole thing about men or the whole stereotype about men is that, you know, they're, they're always horny. So why does this guy need two girls to make out to get horny? It's a good point. Well, he, he probably doesn't need it. It's probably more of a want than need. I will be real. It's a, uh, yeah. This is why pot sexuals are the best. Yeah. Just get high all day. So you just smoke weed and you know that your, your key is in the ignition. You're ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Eva says I've kissed women without having an attraction to them. I've also kissed men without having an attraction to them. No connection to my sexuality. Yeah. I guess I've also just like made out with everybody in general. Just like... <laughs> You know, if you want to look back at, at Grant Cardone, capitalist, college savvy, she was also a huge slut. So yeah. I think you guys would have all had a fun time with me in college. <laughs> I would be like acting like a manic pixie dream girl. And then I'd like go make out with you while talking about capitalism. Savvy simultaneously was, was... saying all bisexuals are not sluts. It's just a personal decision. Yeah, it's just it's just me. <laughs> do you ever do, 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 did you ever feel pressure not to be a slut because you felt like you were letting the buys down? Well, I was not out as bisexual until I was twenty four. So, did your sluttiness go away at twenty four? No. Okay, so did you did you ever feel like you were letting the <laughs> yeah, buys down? Definitely. There's definitely times when I'm like. I, I gotta stop being such a slut. No, it's just like, I no, I've turned it into like, because sometimes I'm like, yeah, I guess I am like a bad stereotype, but like, in every other element of my life, I'm an outlier, I guess. So let me be a bad stereotype in this one area. Fair enough. Experimentation can feel more acceptable for some under the male gaze. That sounds fair. Men sexualize us kissing girls as if it's for them when I'm like, nah, I want to make out at a house party in a weird basement. Dude, me too. That's why I'm so excited to be vaccinated. Who's having a house party in a weird basement? Because like, I'm ready for that. I Sometimes I feel like people think once you reach like almost 30 that you're not supposed to have house parties in weird basements anymore. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm never aging out of that. Oh, wow. We're 10 minutes behind with these comments. This is an 830 comment. Oh, dude, I'm sorry we're behind with the comments. I also got to, we got to start looking at some scammers. So uh, we're going to start with uh, WeWork because we're talking about unicorns and we're talking about how I'm going to start a bar that's going to have a billion dollar valuation. And as we know, startups with billion dollar valuations are called unicorns and WeWork was a unicorn. And I like to Newman Newman. I like to Newman Newman. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, Savvy read the book, 
Yes. And we both watched the WeWork documentary available on Hulu, which was something we wanted to do a group watch with, but worried not many people have Hulu. If so. you have Hulu, we could always watch it again because I'm gonna I'm working on a video on WeWork right now. So I, I read the book Billion Dollar Loser, which is about the rise and fall of the company WeWork. And I read uh or and I watched the Hulu documentary twice. And I'm really excited to make a video all about WeWork because I think it says a lot, uh, what happened in the case of WeWork, which we'll talk about, says a lot about how, um, you know, valuations of companies work, how like a, a lot of valuations are kind of whatever people say they are. And like uh, venture capital's kind of a scam, which I'm also, when I read Bad Blood and we talk about Theranos, it was pretty clear, which we'll also talk about this week because it's Scammers Week. Um, but with Theranos, it's clear from that that like venture capital is kind of a, a scam as well. It's kind of just a, a gambling thing instead of a. I mean, let's, let's let's be careful with the scam word. Venture capital is not not. Sorry, not a scam. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to cancel. Venture capital <laughs> is not a scam. It is a legitimate way to invest. It's in a businesses. It's a speculative investment. It's a so. speculative investment. It's kind of a gamble. It's a gamble. Everyone, but everyone going into it is fully aware that it's a gamble. Yes. So, exactly. so that's, that, that's a, there's a huge difference between that and a scam. scam. Sorry, it's not a scam. I need to stop calling everything that I don't like a scam. Let's, let's not get, because, because here's the thing. Getting canceled is fine. We can survive. We're not Shane Dawson. We would just keep making content. Getting sued by a venture capital firm would be life destroying, especially since we're not protected by an LLC quite yet. Dude, I'm wondering when I'm going to get sued one of these days because I, so many creators I'm friends with who make similar types of videos to me have gotten sued. And I'm like, have they gotten sued or have they just like gotten the, the cease and desist and both like the early entries too? Oh, okay. Both. Like, well, Monica Hayworth got cease and desist letter from Landmark Forum and um this is sounding like a camellia is dealing with a lawsuit with i saw about that with the, she, the with marissa face. peer who is a like yeah. guru motivational speaker i don't want to get in trouble with her let's just call her fuck face okay sorry let's go she's yeah. getting sued by fuck face <laughs> Uh, so, okay, sorry. So today, so the scammers we're going to talk yeah, about this We week. can't manifest it. We're, we can't even say the word sue because the universe only hears negatives. That's right. <laughs> it, so it has selective hearing. We're going to talk about um, getting sponsored by Audible, which would have been a great segue if we were sponsored by Audible, but we're not. So and I'm I just, just, also I'm just say trying to manifest cancer, it. Right? We we gotta we gotta think about we that. We gotta I get mean, our we gotta get an LLC together. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's your morning guru or if it were just under the. Um, Savvy Media brand. I need to. Well, first of all, my my LLC is still called Forever Home Friends, uh, so I need to uh, rework that a little bit. Anyway, guys, so the scammers we're going to be covering this week today. We're going to start since we have a segue with the unicorn. We're going to start with Adam Newman, founder of WeWork. That is going to be our first scammer. We'll talk about. We're also going to talk about Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos. We're going to talk about Dan Locke. Uh, we're going to talk about Donald Trump. We're going to talk about Jordan Belfort. Uh, and if we don't get to talk about all of them this week, then we'll do another Scammers Week in the future. Because yeah, there's so many Scammers to talk about. There's just, oh, Ty Lopez, the Here in My Garage guy. We're going to talk about him. Sc scammer Week's um, like pizza. We can order it whenever. Exactly, exactly. Oh, so, I'd so be all for this. I, I kind of like the SMG, SMG acronym. SMG Morning Guru LLC. I, I think that that's just like, 
I need if I'm gonna make a whole a big LLC that I put everything under, I'll make it savvy media because then I'll have forever home friends under that. I'll have my YouTube channel under that. I'll have uh, my novels under that. And let's come up with a gay acronym. Let's have a gay acronym. We'll Gurus and something. We need something. We need a Y. Gurus and something, and then we can be gay LLC. Gay LLC. Yeah, I like. And then we can be gay. That's a full great circle. Idea. Let's yeah. <laughs> this we're conversation gonna... is spirals. That we're just we're this just is circles. the Ouroboros. We should co- we should make name our company Ouroboros LLC. We're Ouroboros all the way down. We sh- yeah okay. Um, Put the whore in Ouroboros. Oh, that's right, Billy McFarland. I almost forgot to. We were going to talk about him too. Um, okay, guys, since Wait, we keep getting off here's track. A, he, gurus here's one and last you. Vision. That's gay right there. Gurus and you. There we that's go. That's so. That's so gay. Oh, dude, we're so we're so giddy this morning. Anyway, sorry, what were you gonna say? I completely forgot. It had well, to do I really with Horaboris. Oh, so... hor, 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 here's a visual for you. Horaboris, okay. <laughs> that goes back to self sexuals. <laughs> dude, we're just we're drawing all these connections this morning. It's just like creative synapses firing everywhere. Oh, this is this is the, the seven habits of highly effective people's last chapter. Synergy. We work Synergy. well together because we are the seventh habit. We're the seventh habit, dude. Um, okay, so start summarizing the WeWork documentary while I pee. I'll be right back. Well, the WeWork documentary is basically the story of Adam Newman using WeWork as an opportunity to grow his own ego by slowly develop. So the reason why it worked was it was a way to break into New York real estate without purchase <laughs> gurus and gays. <laughs> it was a way to break into New York real estate without owning the properties in Manhattan because they were basic, they were leasing office space and then they were subletting that office space. So they were dividing it up and then renting it for high rates. And that's how they were making their money. And New York real estate, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is probably one of the most expensive, uh, real estate markets to enter. And it's owned by a small select group of families. Trump is one of them. Uh, his dad got into it very early and passed it on to his son, who's passing it on to his fuckface kids. Um, one big happy generational wealth of, of fuckfaces. So <laughs> WeWork entered the market by subletting these office spaces, reintroducing economic stimulant, uh, stimulants into the uh, New York City landscape by getting all of these startups, shared workspaces at affordable rates in one of the largest cities in the world. And that was a very attractive business venture. So as a group, Adam knew, we, woo, <laughs> I gotta take another hit now. Y'all are stressing me out. Summarize we work while savvy wees. Okay, so yeah, so I, I explained the, the New York uh, real estate market and how that worked. Then he took this as an opportunity to sort of start focusing on the community aspect, uh, really focusing on building up WeWork more as a feeling than just a shared workspace. So he would force people to go to these mandatory uh, summer camp events, which was where he would further inundate them with the culture that he wanted WeWork to become, not the culture that it was. I think that there's a line in the trailer, which you see then in the movie itself, which I think sums it up really well, which was, he was renting fucking desks. So he was, <laughs> he was talking like he was Jesus, but really all he was doing was he was renting office space and then he was renting desks in that office space at a premium to make money. Um, but he was using these close proximities of the same people seeing each other every day. I agree with Willie the Silly. Yeah, was- I, I peed real fast because I'm excited to get fast to... Wait, hold I, up. We're going to watch the WeWork documentary trailer. 
so that we can get a good understanding. Because, dude, this book I read was so good, but we're going to take a look at the trailer for the documentary. Um, let me know if I didn't. I think I shared the audio, pretty sure. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Called me up and said, There's this new thing. I can't tell you anything about it right now. I promise you are going to want to be a part of it. The next revolution is the We Revolution. Adam Newman sounded like a myth, but it was a lot of smoke and mirrors. When somebody tells you they're changing the world and you are helping them do that, it feels, feels good. Really special. Yeah, dude, this guy was wild. And I loved I loved watching the documentary and reading the book. This was fascinating about, about this is that this is a cult I absolutely would have gotten sucked into. Because sometimes you can read or learn about certain cults and you're like, yeah, I wouldn't have joined that. But this one, I 100% like. I would have, if if Adam Newman had approached me at the beginning of WeWork, I would have been like, dude, absolutely. I would have, I would have been fully into this. Like everything they described here. I just hate that he's Jewish. Like, Well, you should give a disclaimer that you're Jewish as well before you say that you hate that someone's Jewish. Nah. You're not going to give a disclaimer? Okay. Because I think that would be Our really funny. taking holes today. So. Because, well, can, can you just imagine someone saying, your morning guru hates Jews? I, like, I, I kind of want to see that. You want to see someone claim that? Yeah. Why, why not? Because I think it would be kind of a funny thing to just like watch them have to walk back on it. All I was going to say is, we literally have someone in our legislative branch who thinks that Jews are responsible for controlling the weather with, with like satellites. <laughs> so like when you, when you compound that with Adam Newman being Jewish and starting a cult, you know, people can then say, yeah, they're up to some shady shit. <laughs> so just, just for anyone who's watching any internet cancel police who are watching RK is Jewish and is saying that he doesn't like how, Adam Newman is representing the Jewish faith. He's not saying he doesn't like Jews. Yeah, I I, I hate when people make Jewish stereotypes easily yeah. more easily accessible. Um, and yeah, I appreciate I the song. Yeah, sort of like you when 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 how you feel about yourself when you're a slutty bisexual. Like, man, I hate myself, but I love myself, and I love. But I don't hate up. myself. I'm totally I'm totally fine with being slutty. Maybe other bisexuals hate me because I'm doing a bad stereotype. Maybe I'm the Adam Newman of the bisexual community. I'm on non-cancel culture patrol today. <laughs> yeah, dude, Epstein and um, what's his fucking face? Wines Epstein and Weinstein really fucked us over for at least my generation. Like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping my my nieces' grandkids will be able to. Uh, and and Mer and Bernie Madoff. Yeah, we're we're not recovering from those three in a while for a while. Uh, Kitty says, I'd fall for anything with a powerful woman running it, the girl boss woman. Oh, Sophia Amoruso. I mean, she's cool, dude. And I I mean, she's also problematic, but she's she's cool. That's the thing. The, cool does get you a pass, right? Cool, Cool's up there with pretty. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and she's also pretty, so she's got a lot going for her. Do you think it's easier to be cool if you're pretty? Yes, but also I think you, there's a there's a certain coolness that you can there's a certain like alternative coolness you can adapt if you're not pretty yeah i was gonna go in that direction i was gonna say i think cool is one of the more is one of the attractive qualities a person can have where you don't need to be pretty to be cool i, I think it's one of the more equalizer cool uh, attractive features anyone can have. i think i've gotten cooler the less pretty i've gotten too 
Like I, think I, you used, have. I used to be con- very conventionally attractive a few years ago, and I was I was I was decently cool. But now I think I'm, I was lame. <laughs> you were a like, hot when girl. I, when I met you, you were so lame. <laughs> fucking lame and fucking hot. Now you're ugly and cool. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Um, let's keep playing so I can take another hit. Yeah, take a hit. The future is about being part of something greater than yourself. I believe every word that came out of Adam's mouth. I would have too, dude. I was going to be a millionaire. We work. Wanted to become the next Facebook, the next Google. He became this poster child for this growing trend of flexible options. Sorry, I'm pausing a lot, but I don't want to get copyright claimed. Uh, I respect it. uh, Yeah, so I, I think this is interesting too because... When I read Billion Dollar Loser, Adam was obsessed with making WeWork a tech company. He, like, didn't want it to be a real estate company, even though it is objectively a real estate company. So, sorry, I should have given background. If anyone doesn't know what WeWork is, it still exists. It's just not under Adam's leadership anymore. But it's a company, it's like a community co-working type of space. It's a company where people, like, rent out desks to smaller companies. So, like, if you wanted to start your own business but don't have desk space or want to have a, you know an office to go to without renting an entire office to yourself you could rent out a space at we work for less money and you know go to a desk there and that kind of thing so you pay a membership to join and then you're also surrounded by a lot of other entrepreneurs so you network and help each other out um okay weird says that the the adam, adam newman bisexual. bisexuals is bella thorne you might be right you might be right Although Unpop- I have an unpopular I mean, I opinion. I don't know that much about her other than like she dated Tana. So that's already a little like, mm. but, but I uh, respect her OnlyFans thing where she, she, she literally you sold respect a, that? I sort of respect that. I mean, she's like, she, she, she managed to get a boss babe move, but it, it, it also it, it, fucked over a lot of independent creators. Oh no, I'm not talking about her joining. I'm talking about her selling a clothed picture of herself or a semi-nude picture of herself for all that money. I don't respect her fucking over the independent creators. But I'm saying that her doing that fucked over a lot of independent creators because a lot of people requested refunds after she didn't give them what she said she was going to. And it caused OnlyFans to change the entire uh, refund policy, which ended up hurting a lot of smaller creators. Fair enough. That sucks. I'll say on the sexual side, though, should she have, like, if she if she respected the terms and conditions and just wanted to sell nudes of herself, uh, would you, because some people just had issues with a big star joining. Would you, would, do you have an issue with a big star joining or no? Kind of. I would prefer she didn't because she, she, but at the same time, like, she has just as much a right to be there as anyone else. But it's kind of like when. I'd say she has more of a right because she's been sexualized That's for a long true. time and hasn't made money on it. So she, she, true. So she's right. lost a lot of money. Uh, or a lot of opportunity dollars. And that's a good point. I was like, kind of think of it like when when big established authors launch a book on Kickstarter who are already published under big corporations but want to independently publish for the money and so then they, they launch a book on Kickstarter. And I'm like, yeah, but then the, the whole, the Kickstarter um, like homepage is all now full of like bigger creators who joined Kickstarter and want to launch something that way. And all the smaller creators, like you have to find them separately. You can't like a lot of people can't find them through browsing now. So that's a whole thing. Now, is it, I'm wondering if that's the exact, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm wondering how accurate that is as far as like a one-to-one comparison, because if you join OnlyFans, are you helping them fund a future project or is it literally just like, would it have been the equivalent of 
someone joining a Kickstarter and getting immediate access to a book, not not helping to launch it. Yeah, I'm really not sure. I don't know if it's a direct comparison. I don't I don't know that much about how OnlyFans works either. <laughs> okay, Savvy. Our our cycles are not currently synced. I'm gonna go run to the uh All right, go run to the bathroom. We'll continue with WeWork here. Offices. They had already reached a billion dollar valuation. <laughs> WeWork was the most overvalued company in the world. They were willing to spend any amount of money. When I say they're serving alcohol, they are serving alcohol. So in terms of the company being overvalued too, this company had reached a $47 billion valuation because of how much private investment capital they were able to get. And when the company finally went public, it turns out that the company, I don't remember the exact number, it's in the book, but I think the company was worth like $7 billion. Like they were worth like a tiny fraction of what they said they were worth. They were still worth over a billion dollars in reality, which is like really cool. But it, it's a shame because what, what Adam was doing this whole time was he was trying to get away with paying employees less because he was going to give them stock options. But the whole time he was putting off going public with the company. So a lot of people were like, all right, I've got my stocks. I wanna, I wanna sell these, I wanna make some money. When are we gonna go public? And then they went public and their stocks were worth so much less than they were told they were gonna be worth. And a lot of people just got really fucked over. So it's, uh, it's wild what happened with this story. Make some noise. Everything about WeWork was propaganda. For God's sake, they're running desks. Yeah, that was the line RK was talking about. He's a good dude. like they're running fucking desks. And it's because, yeah, that's what the company does. But he was trying to make it so much more. He was trying to turn it basically into like a cult, essentially. And I'm this is why it's so interesting to me, because I'm very into the mission of what he was saying, which was that his whole mission with WeWork was to have like an entrepreneurial commune basically, which sounds like heaven on earth to me. I know that a lot of people think that sounds awful, but the whole idea that like you live and work and are constantly around uh, just in, in a giant building with tons of other small business owners, like that is, that is a dream come true to me. I would love to live in an entrepreneur commune. So that was his goal for it, but you can see how that could very easily turn into a cult. So from there, he would like, yeah, have like mandatory summer camp events where people would have to come to the events while he goes on stage like a big mega church guy and talks about how he's changing the world and making everything about community. And he can and, uh, you know, giving people constant alcohol and pressuring everybody to keep drinking. And then his wife, who's Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. His wife, um, started like she like made a WeWork branded elementary school so that they could educate kids in uh, with the entrepreneurship propaganda like it's it's wild all the shit that they tried to do but yeah they tried to take this into like a a whole they were like we're gonna have a whole new culture in this community this is gonna be a whole new thing in the world but in reality yes it was our desk renting company from the beginning and it is still a desk renting company now that Adam is gone. There is no more delusions of grandeur, which I kind of hate because I kind of wanted to try living a week in a WeWork living we situation, which I still can. Like they still exist. They're just, they seem more like 
hotel rentals. You wanted to be brainwashed for a week. I want. I wanted to fully join the WeWork cult for a week and see what was up. But uh, I think maybe two a year or two ago, it, the whole thing dissolved. Yeah, I think you would be a good. Uh, I, I I think you'd be a good shared workspace owner. Well, that's that's a thing that I I do want to do in the future is run a shared workspace. Since Tyler and I have talked about that. I bet Chicago has a great scene for it. I mean, there are many shared workspaces here, but we've talked about like creating a specifically a shared uh, maker space where people have access to 3D printers and um, like woodworking tools and saws and things like that so that they can create things because we're both toy creators and things like that. There's a shared workspace in New Orleans called Launchpad, and one of the things I really like about them is they have podcast rooms. So that they have they have they soundproofed closets. Oh, and that's, that's so cool! So people who want to like create podcasts right there, they have studios set up. I mean, if I owned a hype house, we would have all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, th- yeah, that that would be your first step to it. My first step is the hype house has has a, a full workshop, has a full has a green screen area, room. has a green screen room, has podcast rooms. Dude, our yeah, the hype house would be amazing. But yeah, I'd love I have so here's the thing, guys. I have I'm gonna turn into one of those serial entrepreneurs. Like, I'm gonna need someone to rein me in from becoming an Elon Musk type because I I am I have serial entrepreneur syndrome where like I get when I see something that I want there to be in the world, I get so excited that I start like diving into wanting to start it myself. Okay. And but- if you did that, you'd be fine. Like that's the good part of Elon Musk. He, as long as you just don't do the bad parts, um, you're good. Yeah, but like I don't have money to do all this. I'm gonna end up spending all my money and failing. But I guess, I guess that if that's what I want to do with my life, that's fine. But I just like I have so many businesses I want to run. I, I legitimately do want to start this unicorn bar. Like that is that's a legitimate thing. I really I'm I actually do at some point. Uh, do you think it would be big in Chicago or do you think you'd have to move it to? Um... I think I would start it in Chicago and then try to open new locations. I got to get it to a billion dollars. Well, that's how you could get it to a billion dollars if it's, if it's, if it's a chain of clubs and then you could just honestly hit up every college town um, where kids are most likely finding themselves. It's the first yeah. time away from their parents and then you'll get everyone. Kid, uh, co- college kids would love a place that encourages horniness. um yeah oh bad astra you got here you just got here but today i've been talking about how i want to start a bar called the unicorn which is a specifically bisexual bar it's called the unicorn as a joke but also because i'm gonna have it have a billion dollar valuation so it's a double meaning solid double entendre it's a solid double entendre it's the most solid double entendre of all time when am i going to start this bar i don't know give me like a couple years to get stuff in order i'm gonna need more than a couple years oh i definitely only more than a couple years that'll be my goal for like maybe when i'm 35 that'll be like my my 30 when i'm 35 it'll be time to start the bar sometimes i do that when i have a new business idea so that I don't go too far into the serial entrepreneur syndrome. When I have a new business idea, I will sometimes say, okay, when I'm this age, if this still sounds like a good idea, then I will dive fully into this. And then I'll go in Google calendar and go like two years into the future and say this age. Okay. Do I still want to do this? If so, start looking into it. 
And sometimes I don't. Like I had this idea that for a bookstore I wanted to run for a, a while. And then I said, okay, when I'm 20, when I turn 28, or I think 27, when I turn 27, if I still want to run this bookstore, then on my 27th birthday, I should start looking into it. And my 27th birthday hit and I was like, no, I don't think this is a good idea right now. So that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to do maybe when I'm 30. When I turn 30, if I want, still want to run the bar, I will start looking into running the bar. That's my goal. Queen, you're not old because you're 35. You're old because you're Canadian and the ice caps are melting. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to WeWork. Are they faking it until they make it? Uh, the sales guy comes to me and he says, this is some kind of cult. Mm -hmm. Big money. Getting interest from one of the richest people in Japan. Okay, hold yeah. up. We need to talk real quick about Masayoshi-san who is the guy who he's the founder of SoftBank and he also is responsible for pumping like $12 billion into WeWork. So he was like their biggest investor. He's also the actual creator of the 10X rule. Okay. When I was reading this book, I was like, of course, Grant Cardone plagiarized the 10X rule. Of course he did. Of course he didn't come up with it himself. So Masayoshi-san, founder of SoftBank, in this book, it was talking about him and how in every negotiation, he was known as Mr. Ten Times because he would always try to go for ten times higher than everything. That was like his thing. And so people called him Mr. Ten Times. And I was like, huh, that sounds familiar. Maybe some, maybe someone stole that. Maybe, maybe the 10X rule is not Grant Cardone's original creation. Hmm? So Mr. Ten Times, dude. Grant Sadly, Cardone don't be don't be a hater. <laughs> I'm not being a hater. You know that we both love Grant Cardone. I I love him in in a in a love hate kind of way. Like, would I have him on the podcast? Absolutely, in a heartbeat, dude. But I would also have any of these people. I'd have Adam Newman on the podcast. Yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, he's he's off uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin, living a remote life in their mansion. Instead he's been publicly. He he's been quite publicly shamed. I don't think he wants to make too many more appear. Like maybe if we could actually offer him the first stop on a recovery tour, because maybe he values attention more than money. Um, but Grant Cardone. Wait, Queen made saying he copyrighted 10x. He did. Well, that's because it's the X, dude. He didn't copyright. But like the concept of having a, a slogan about doing things ten times as much and having that be your thing was not his original creation. I'm just like, when I read that, I was like, oh my God. Of course, uh, oh. Grant Cardone stole it from someone who was richer than him. Maybe. We don't know that for sure. I'm pretty sure Masayoshi's son is richer than Grant Cardone. Oh, that, that's the part you thought I was saying maybe about? <laughs> yeah, I thought that's the part you were saying if, maybe if, about. If, if Grant Cardone... <laughs> were to sue us, you are convinced that he would sue us for saying that he's less wealthy than another person, not that he oh, stole yeah. something. Definitely. That's absolutely what he, he I don't care if you think I stole shit. I'm richer than them. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly that's how great is. <laughs> that, that, 
that's very telling. No, I sorry. Pre- yeah, allegedly, you. I'm not. I would like to go on legal <laughs> record saying I am not officially legally accusing Grant Cardone of stealing something. I'm just saying it kind of sounds like it wasn't his original creation. That is my opinion. That is not a, a official legal statement on behalf of myself or your morning guru or savvy media that doesn't exist yet or gurus and you gay media or Canada media. It is not is not an official statement on any of that. Thank you. Put up yeah. the, little, the little disclaimer, section 107. <laughs> I trust that. Just imagine it's where Sammy's putting her hand right now, where I'm putting my hand. <laughs> yes. We're, we're sending a, a visual trigger to the... And we're the... putting electromagnetic frequencies out into the universe um, to say that we're going to 10x everything. 10x, 10x, 10x. You made $4 billion and said, go crazy. It was like flushing cash down the toilet. Are you profitable? Right now we're in a very high growth stage. You can actually choose when to be profitable. What? I love that cut there. You can actually choose when to be profitable. It cuts to her going, what? <laughs> that, was like, that was just good editing. I love that. You can choose when to be profitable. What? Also, Same. that lady who said what? Joanna Strange. She's fantastic. She like blew open a lot of shit about WeWork and kept getting sued by them. Yeah, but who's better than his wife? <laughs> What is, what's your name? Rebecca? Right Rebecca Paltrow, Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. <sighs> Look at her hat, dude. That is one big ass hat. That hat is like bigger than her whole self. All right. Was Adam's wife? His co-founder was shunted aside. Adam wanted Rebecca to share the spotlight. Adam was totally erratic. We had tracking bracelets on. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You he would talk about being president of the world. You tell a 30-something male he's Jesus Christ, he's inclined to believe you. WeWork went from a $47 billion valuation to near bankruptcy in just six weeks. This is who I am. This is what I do. Suddenly, this company is a laughing stock. It was weak for everybody except for Adam. Dude, dude, this documentary was so good. I loved it so much. Yeah, it was it was better than the Orange Ears. The Orange Ears really was just that was that was PR. The Orange Ears <laughs> uh, was fun for like nostalgia purposes. I enjoyed watching it to be like, oh yeah, that's cool to see a little behind the scenes of this show. I liked, but it really think- like. They cut, cut out. out all the controversy. They did not even mention Dan Schneider's name, even though he like created pretty much every about. show from that era. Yeah, but they like they just cut him all the way out because he was, uh, you know, you guys know what he was. I can't say it on a monetized stream. Yeah, but here's the Nickelodeon showed us how they've how they've been able to overcome problems. They've pretended they don't exist. They don't exist. The WeWork documentary was really good. I will say the one critique I had of it from a documentary standpoint was that it was uh, a lot of the the dramatic editing in it. They would like put in dramatic stock footage and stuff. And I found that really annoying. Like it wasn't necessary. A lot of the stuff in it spoke for itself and it didn't need that extra thing. It reminded me of like a Shane Dawson thing where he would just edit, put in dramatic stock footage just to to hold things together. Did you see the rumor that he's coming back with a free Britney documentary? I did see that rumor. And honestly, 
I feel bad, but I'd watch it. I don't know if I would. I actually doubt I would. I care a lot about. I like. I care a lot about what's going on with Britney, and like, I it. I, I but I'm wondering, like, if Shane Dawson comes back with a free Britney documentary, will that help or hurt her cause? Like, will that will that hurt her cause because he's so not credible at this point? Or will what that new help? info will he have? Or but if he has new info, will that will that help her cause by bringing? I don't know. That's why I'm like, I don't know. Like, I could be wrong. I just gut feeling doubt he's going to bring new info to the table and it's just going to be right. his interpretation of the hour or hour and a half long special. Cause his previous work has all been very surface level in terms of documentary style and conspiracy stuff. theories. Yeah. It's all been very surface level of everything and just kind of overviewing things, but dragging it out with having hour long interviews that he doesn't cut down. And so he can make it where longer. he calls someone a sociopath. Or a oh psychopath. my god! The yeah, the Jake Paul sociopath thing was wild. I was like, at first, this was like, I remember when this came out. I was interested in watching it because I was like, I'd love to see behind the scenes of like what makes Jake Paul so weird. But I was also like, I don't really think he should be talking about whether he's a sociopath because this doesn't seem like his his area of uh, authority at all. So maybe he should uh, back off on that. And he did back off on that, but I'm like, why did he even bring that angle in in the first place? Yeah, I just think of Michael Scott talking in the office where he's like, I'm just going to replace the word sociopath. You don't call a sociopath a sociopath. You call your friends sociopaths when they're acting sociopathic. <laughs> <laughs> um. He can't. I think he's coming back because uh, Ryland's now getting called out with the absence of Shane. He's like, okay, I got to protect my husband. I got to take all the internet hate so married? people forget about. Yeah. They, are they married? Or are they just engaged still? I thought they I were think, married. I don't think they're married yet. I th if they were married, they would be blasting it everywhere. I know that they're, I remember because. Would they? Shane proposed to Ryland on the day on that he got accused knees. of fucking his cat. That was the day that he proposed to him, and people were like, "Oh, so you proposed to?" <laughs> like he wanted to get his name trending differently, so like he got accused of fucking his cat, and then the next day on Twitter, he's like, "Guys, I'm engaged," and everyone was like, "Really?" He's like, "I swear, I've been planning this for a while. I didn't mean to get engaged to distract you from thinking I fucked my cat." So he didn't allegedly, win. The time maybe, out. There I have to clear this because false information is being passed right now. He didn't win. Allie, if you want to look it up, you'll see that there were no results because there were no judges. The only way someone could win was by knockout. And if you take a look at the punching statistics, Logan Paul landed about 13% of his punches. Floyd Mayweather landed about 60% of his punches and he hit more. So no Sounds judges like would have Floyd scored Mayweather that. Floyd Mayweather won. Yeah. Based on what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it seems that uh, Logan Paul did not get knocked out, unfortunately. Oh, I was cheering for him. I, wa I wanted him to knock out Floyd I know, to I see know. how the that's internet would respond. Yeah, that's true. He's an interesting He's an interesting case study on um, the world. Um, I mean, he did everything Shane Dawson didn't do. He kept creating. Right, he okay, changed yeah, his brand. yeah. I will say Logan Paul was pretty much the biggest enemy of the internet and like i know a lot of people still hate him and for good reason i don't like him i think he's a, a nasty dude but he's a good example of how to keep going when you get canceled because he's doing really well for himself now because he didn't stop shane dawson is still canceled um 
like a year and a half later. And it's because he just left the internet. People say when you get canceled, you should leave the internet to take time away. And But that's not true, I don't think. I think if you just continue and push forward, you'll eventually just retain your hardest fan base and the rest of the controversy will move to something else. If you yeah. take a while and then come back, then your comeback becomes a huge thing and then people start harassing you during your comeback. That's what I'm I've noticed from analyzing the internet. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say, I mean, I, it depends on what you probably got canceled for. But then again, I'm just thinking to myself, like, nah, I think no matter what, Logan Paul summed it up well on his show a long, a while back, where he said, you, like, <laughs> I know it's difficult, and I'm not saying it's an easy choice, but he basically said getting canceled is a choice, is a choice. Like, you choose to stop making content because the pressure is so much. That's true. Like, getting canceled in the sense that the court of public opinion deems you a bad person is not a choice. However, if you decide to, what are you talking about canceled in the sense that your your show is canceled or your work is canceled, that is your choice to stop making it. Whether people will continue to watch it, you'll have to see. But it seems that a lot of people do retain their hardest fan base when it goes through. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the crime, too. Uh, but So, Willie, if we do Logan Paul week, I think RK and I have to box each other. I'm good. You don't want to box me? Not even a little. I thought you said you did the other week. If I did, I didn't mean it. That honest answer is not even a little. <laughs> oh, I thought we could box. That would be fun. No, no I said I want. I, I said I want to box. I don't want to box you. Oh, I think you said you wanted us both to box, and I thought you meant together, but I think you mean separately. Yep, absolutely, I do. And that's so sad. I thought we were gonna have a boxing match. I was I'm, so excited. I'm good. Oh, I I don't see I don't see that as a good thing. The, I, so the implication here is that RK thinks he's going to knock me out immediately. No, I think either I, I think either I'm going to knock you out or you're going to hurt me. And either way, how's that helping our friendship? I mean, if I, if you knock me out, how's that helping our friendship? That's true. I don't think either of us will <laughs> knock each other out. I think we'll just have a stronger friendship from having boxed. I disagree. I, I see it as physically hurting each other and then therefore physically hurting the friendship. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that, that'll be today's Reddit topic. Should you get in a boxing match with your friends? Will that help or hurt your friendship if you box your friends? I mean, it depends on the... Fr okay, so here's the thing. Here's, here's, well, uh, here's where I will uh, amend. Uh, if you and I were to do jujitsu or judo, a mar like a grappling martial art, uh, I, could, I would absolutely roll with you in that regard. Um, and in many ways, I think you would even have advantages on me just with, I, I'm not saying that this is the case with you, but I just know like uh, biologically, and biologically, statistically, I'll throw those two words together. Women have uh, better centers of balance and are more flexible, which would lend you to well, a grappling art. Well, I have scoliosis, art. so that's not true for me. Not true for you. Again, outlier. But I, <laughs> I, but, um, but I do know the first two are true among most women. So uh, therefore, I would say that that, that's a, that would be interesting. I just want us to get into some kind of physical match. I think that would be fun. doesn't yeah, have to be I, boxing. We I think jujitsu or judo, a, one of those. Yeah. Well, I, I'll have to learn those first. So would I. I, okay, I have a we box could, either. We could learn, learn jujitsu one week, and then we could get into a, a match with each other. And we could do that for Logan Paul week instead of boxing each other because we don't want to hurt each other. I also could. want to do jujitsu more than I want to box, just okay. on, a, on well, a selfish right, level. We could learn jujitsu and then uh, jujitsu fight each other. <laughs> and and... jujitsu. Sorry. Um, 
I think this could, I think that helps friendships. I do think those those fun sumo inflatable outfits are Holly fun. says if you have the sort of friendship where a boxing match would help, that's not a safe friendship to begin with. That's a good Reddit discussion. Is that is that universally true? Because maybe it is, maybe it's not. I think some people have friendships where boxing might be a good way to work things out, but maybe it won't. Who knows? Then I'd also say it depends on the boxing. Like if they're trying to hurt each other, definitely not a good friendship. If they're trying to make each other better boxers, um, like they're, they're like they're they're sparring to practice. They're not sparring with the intent to hurt, and maybe they're fully padded up so they have their lower protection on. They have headgear on. They have bigger gloves to protect to, to further disperse the punching power. I could see that being helpful for friends because then you're also just working out together. But if you're going in there with the intent to cause physical pain to them, yeah, I don't think that's helping your friendship whatsoever. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't want to intend to cause physical pain to you, but I do think we should have some kind of maybe after we've done a bunch of different workout weeks and things like that. At some point when we meet up, we need to do a physical match of some kind. And, that's, and, and here's the I'm oh, sure sorry. you're stronger than me, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and here's the other thing too. Here's why I, I sort of was hesitant about boxing, but here's an area where I think we could box together and it would be helpful. If we had both been practicing boxing for a while, neither of us are at the skill level where us sparring with one another would be benefit. We, we would just be practicing bad habits. So we wouldn't yeah. be, be becoming just better boxers. Yeah. We would just be trying to punch each other. And I don't see how that's helpful at all. Now, if we both had boxing training under our belts and we went in there with very specific goal in mind to get better at a very specific thing, like maybe getting better at at slipping or ducking and dodging um, punches or working on jabs and creating distance or footwork. I can see that being incredibly helpful in strengthening a friendship. But us at our current level of boxing, going in there with gloves on, trying to punch each other, we don't know any skills. All we know is punch. And so that's true. So maybe we should spend a week learning. It doesn't have to be boxing. We could learn jujitsu. We could learn a martial art or something for a week and then we'll plan a match with each other. But by a week, I mean, it would be like fasting where we learned it for a week on stream and then continued practicing it afterwards. We could fill the void that human weapon left. Cause I, I used to love that show. They would travel the world and learn a martial art for a week and then compete in that martial art. That was such a great show. Ah, Panda says martial arts and boxing is best with friends. You need to be able to trust each other and be able to help each other grow and improve. It's hard to be vulnerable with someone you don't trust. I would agree. I'll agree to an extent too. I'll say this. I agree that it's best with friends, but I also think you're able to, like if you joined a class with no friends, you could make friends at that class. And then you are boxing or doing a martial art with a friend. It's just your, your friendship was built on a, on a mutual love of something and you met in that class. That's true. Maybe now I'm going to join a boxing gym. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. You Maybe could meet you... some hot boxing girls. I could. But also, I'm pretty sure, according to Girl Stop Apologizing, Rachel Hollis boxes. And so now I'm worried. Oh, dude, holy shit. Savvy versus Rachel Hollis boxing match. That would get the best views. That would get the best views. That, like, would get so, that would get better views than Logan Paul's boxing matches. I'm always down to play chess with anyone. At first, I was like, I was like, I shouldn't do it because she did it. And I don't want to be too much like her at this point. However... Like, if we had a box, like, if her comeback was boxing me, dude, could you imagine what that would be like? Now I'm writing fan fiction about myself in my head again, which I love to do. I think that could save her career, because actually, here's the other thing, too. Dude, Logan, if What saved Logan Paul's career? Boxing KSI. Dude, Rachel Hollis boxing me is going to save her career. For real. If she wants, Rachel Hollis, if you're watching this, if you want to save your career, 
You and Ryan need to have a boxing match where you will definitely knock me out because I'm going to start learning boxing like tomorrow and you've been working on it for like two years. So okay. you are definitely going to kick my ass. But dude. Do you that... think unbiasedly you're Rachel Hollis enemy number one? Like, do you, do you think you've created that. more content than uh, the, like the, uh, or like if I, if I Googled anti-Rachel Hollis videos, do you think you'd be at the top? I don't know. Kiki Chanel might just because she's a bigger creator than me. Um, but Selfishly, I can see you boxing. I'm the her. one she hasn't blocked, though. Which is maybe, interesting. She's blocked Kiki Chanel. Nice. She hasn't blocked me. So I'm wondering, does that mean she doesn't know who I am? Or does that mean it's a it's like Tim Sales doesn't block me? It's like a keep your friends close and enemies closer thing. I don't know. Or I mean, it could I, mean that she just doesn't know me. I but haven't I have. seen Kiki's content, but you've never been too hard on her. Yeah, I don't think you've I've been, been hard, hard, but you've been fair. Yeah, I think I've been fair. And similar with a boxing match. We would be hard and fair to each other. I, I, I think you were much meaner to Dave in one video than you ever were to Tony. Oh, yeah, because well, Dave's a huge asshole, dude. Dave sucks. Yeah. Dave. Like, everything you said about Rachel. I mean, the thing about Rachel is you've had quite a few videos where you've been actively cheering for her. Like, like you, you came across yeah. disappointed, not mad. Yeah, there were so... I, I've been rooting for her. I've been rooting for her to to uh, do a better job. And honestly, I wouldn't be offering to box her if I wasn't rooting for her to have a comeback. Kat, I'm so sorry you tore your ACL. That is like the worst. I want to see the first comment. Here it is. Because I was going to say this. Oh, dude, Cat, I'm so sorry. So if you're listening to audio only, Cat was the runner up for under 24 USA Taekwondo team when she was a teenager and then she tore her ACL. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. That is the worst. But I think that Kat is a great example of an amazing awesome. comeback story because she that seems like a, that's the darkest point of your life, but then you turned around and became literally the coolest awesome. dietitian that's ever existed. And you're spreading so much good knowledge about health and nutrition to this world. And so I think that you are so valuable and I'm so grateful to have you where you are. Yeah, I just think you're awesome. Yeah, we love Cat Benson. This is a Cat Benson stand show. Yeah, pretty much. We we <laughs> exist to support. We we to basically have streams so we can say these people suck, and this is why you should subscribe to Cat Benson. Exactly. Uh, savvy is number six. Yeah. Well, let me Google it in incognito mode. I don't think I'm number one anymore because creators bigger than me have covered her now. Uh, Logan Paul's most recent boxing match was last night. Yeah, but he's had three. His first one against KSI was an amateur one, so that doesn't go on his record, and that's sort of what saved his career because uh, he, he was very much irrelevant at that point. Um, then he had the second match with KSI, which was his first professional match, um, which was the one he lost, and then last night was his third match, his second professional one, uh, but it was an exhibition, so it doesn't count as a loss against him. So he's still 0-1, I believe. Yeah, I listen to Impulsive. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> I mean, they, uh, they, we, they do a, we should do, well, I think we should do, we'll do Vlogbrothers Week for John and Hank, and then we'll do Jake and Logan Vlogbrothers Week. Oh, dude, I love Hank Green now, too. I started he's watching great, some, dude. He's hilarious. He's I awesome. really appreciate him. He's one of my um, icons. Oh, we should also do like a, we should do a H3 podcast week, and we can be Ethan and Hila. I have days where I like him and days where I cringe. Uh, that, for H3? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, at this point, I think, well, I used to love their videos, like their videos on their channel before the podcast. Their videos are hilarious. Like they're so funny, but they stopped doing that, which is really sad. Their podcast 
really varies in quality. I think Hila is consistently wonderful, and Ethan goes back and forth between being funny and interesting and being like a cringe dad. Like and he, so does Trisha Paytas, and therefore yeah. they have some episodes where one of them is carrying it, some episodes where they're both carrying it, and some episodes where they both fucking suck. Yeah. So, so unlike us, where one of us is always on. Oh, well, I think I think we're both always on, dude. I think our podcast is the best podcast on on the internet. I can say you're always on. Um, I don't think that's true. I'm like half asleep every morning when I get on this, and I'm like, "What's up?" But I guess I'm I'm good. I at leave it. regularly to take phone calls mid show. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day, one day when our podcast is really successful and we're making a ton of money from it, we can look back and be like, "Remember when we did this podcast and you used to leave all the time to take calls?" And like, yeah, dude, our podcast is going to be. And now we own a unicorn gay bar. We're going to own a unicorn. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're going to own that bar. We're going to have a podcasting studio. I've seen a hype house. Where'd this go? I've seen one Illuminati video and I think she, based on that, I think she's fucking talented. Illuminati's videos are really good. I was really mad at her back when she said some shit about the anti MLM community, considering she's part of it. But like, now all that's been resolved. So I I, re I respect her work a lot as a creator. Is it sort of like me talking about Jews? <laughs> no, it's not like that because she <laughs> pretends she's not part of it. She likes to think she is the whole community, which is why. Got I it. She yeah, was so like, I didn't know different. there was a community. I thought it was just me. I thought I was the only one making these videos. I'm like, no, you didn't. There's tons of people making these videos. Hank had beef with the Illuminati? No, I don't think so. That's awesome. No, I don't think he did. Did he? Um, Illuminati. I think you're, I hope it, so. I think she, I think Amanda's talking about Illuminati's video about Autism Speaks, which is she did a great job exposing how terrible of an organization Autism Speaks is. It was fantastic. It's like a two part series. I highly recommend everyone watch it. Oh, and she also did a view talking about William Shatner's support of Autism Speaks, according to Queen of Spade. Okay, I get it. And so that's what she exposed. And then I get, I get the connection. And then Amanda tweeted at William Shatner to stop supporting Autism Speaks. And William Shatner blocked Amanda because William Shatner cannot take criticism, which is very sad. Yeah, all Panda says, yeah, well, yeah, it, the problem, yeah, the, the thing that, that bothered me about Illuminati was when she went on, she went on a podcast and was talking shit about Madison from Cruel World, Happy Mind, and that's just not cool. Madison's a really sweet person. She's a really good creator. Her work is really nice, and Illuminati. Very talented. Was, she, was, she was being so mean to her, and she was being like, apparently there's this whole anti-MLM community. I really thought it was just me making my own videos, and I'm like, no, you didn't. And then she was like, there's this creator and she's so small, which like Madison is not a small creator at all, but I guess Illuminati's close to a million subscribers. So anyone small compared to her. Maybe she meant like physically small. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I mean, I don't know. How, maybe she, how large maybe she of a was a person. Anyone. Is. Maybe she's like, there's this creator. Okay. And she's like five foot flat, a hundred pounds. I think she, well, she was definitely talking cause she had 20,000 subs at the time. So she's like, she only has 20,000 subscribers, which a lot of people were like, is that small? Which I guess in the grand scheme of full-time YouTubers, it's small. But like, that's, I have about 20,000 subscribers. That's, that's a lot of work to get there. Wait, the well, it's the Welsh brothers? They, who are they? I don't know who the Welsh brothers are. I'm, I mean, I, I heard the podcast clip, but I didn't know who the podcasters were. 
Yeah, I have no idea the details of the situation other than I, I guys, we don't need to drag up old shit because I know that Illuminati and Cruel World Happy Mind worked it all out and they're they're cool with each other. So there's nothing wrong in the world. And I have no idea what y'all are talking about. I just know them both as creators and I watch both their videos. They're they're both fantastic creators. And when they were like, we we're we're cool, I was like, Oh thank God, because I love you both so much and I think that both of your videos bring so much value to the world. Uh, Queen of Spade, you don't even have, you did not apply the exchange rate to your uh, to your subscribers. Yeah, there. you so got to remember like, the Canadian exchange rate. When, <laughs> as I, if, if, when you hit two thousand, it's really like seventeen hundred. So don't, don't 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 go thinking that you're bigger. <laughs> now, uh, wait, okay, so so there we go. I think we we have actually caught up on comments for the first time on this fucking stream, and I'm just. Oh, I was going to look at how many subscribers our podcast has. I'm just sort of in a daze today. I'm stressed because hopefully I can close on this house today. I hope it's, you can, dude. The, you I, was supposed, I was supposed to close on this house May 19th. I had everything done on my end by April 22nd. I'm ready to own this fucking house. Yeah, dude, our podcast has so few subscribers. We have 1,120. Your mom has so few. So my, that's a lot. What are you talking I about? I mean, okay, I guess, yeah, it's a lot for the- You're going to say that and someone's going to look down at their pod, that their, uh, their channel and be like, I only have 700 subscribers. I should just quit right now. No, no I'm, I'm very sorry. with our Because Queen of Spade was like, I only have 2,000. I should quit. And I was like, oh, we have less than 2,000 on this podcast. But then I remembered, guys, that it's not about subscriber count. It's about the value you bring people. And uh, like we said, we're following the Seth Godin advice, right? Where the subscribers we have are more important than the ones we don't have. So we're making content for the people who are already here and then other people will come if it attracts them. Dude, we have a billion subscribers, okay? Because each of our subs- Oh, sorry, we got to manifest yeah. it. We got to manifest it. We are bigger than PewDiePie. Yeah, there we go. Because our subs are worth more. One to one. Yeah. I, I would take one of our subs over one of anyone else's. My favorite anti-MLMer is Savannah Marie. And okay. you know what? That's a great choice. <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, Savannah, I love Savannah Marie. She's hilarious. I love her. I just love someone telling me that their favorite is someone other than me to my face. That's that's ballsy, and I love it, Allie. You got balls. It's because you're not, not anti-MLM. I am. No, you're everything. Your, your content creation is just like your sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> you're into everything, Sam. <laughs> just get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, Savannah and Mac Attack are both hilarious. I love them both so much. Um Yeah, and I love that they did a collab. Yeah, they're both so funny. I highly recommend everyone checks out Mac Attack. I'm glad that he's gaining some traction recently because he's so funny, dude. He's hilarious. He has nice arms and shoulders. I respect the workout. I, I remember when he posted his uh, vaccine I, shot my, and he flexed. Destroyer is like, Savvy is that bitch. Oh my God, I'm definitely that bitch. Everyone, I think people get the wrong idea that I'm like very sweet or something because then I'll start being bitchy and people will be like, where did, I'm like, I've been very upfront about the fact that I'm a huge bitch all the time. I don't know where people are. I'd, I'd say we're tied with Co CoffeeZilla. I'm not going to say we're the best. He's, he puts out fantastic content. CoffeeZilla is pretty great, dude. When I, CoffeeZilla, we're manifesting being on your podcast right now. Also, I know he's had some questionable. I know he's had some questionable guests on, and a couple questionable um, 
videos, but I, I do oh, like Spencer. No, no, Spencer Cornelia. That's who I was getting into. Oh, I Spencer like him. Cornelia's done. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done he a couple is... things I, I didn't like, but he, he I still think on the whole, he's a very good creator, very talented creator and a net positive. He's His very sympathetic interview with Tim Sales has me side-eyeing a little bit. Uh, that was definitely an enemy of my enemy as my friend moment because they just both hate Dan Locke. Right, which is like, yeah, no enemy of my enemy is my friend over here, right? We've got Dan Locke and Tim Sales. They have beef. They both suck. Jordan Belfort and Grant Cardone, they have beef. They both suck. And then I forget who I was comparing that to. Oh, Dave Ramsey and Eric Worre. That's who I was talking about when I was bringing that up the other week. They have beef. They both suck. It's like, no, no, no. I'm not going to like one of you guys just because we have a common enemy. Yeah, you're just going to profit on their clips. That's how you'll show them. I'll show you. I'll record everything. <laughs> Channeling Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Dude, I'm pumped for us to have Tommy Wiseau week in New Orleans. That's going to be great. We'll have to, we should make a movie together in New Orleans. Gonna be famous. Tommy Wiseau week. We can make like a really shitty movie. Oh my God. We, so should, we, should, we should make an homage to the room. We should. We can call it. The space. The space. It could be about WeWork. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can be. Oh no, wait, wait, the conference room. We can combine the room and entrepreneurship. Okay, I thought the conference. Paige room was wants to make a good movie instead. That's understandable, Paige. Well, it can be a good movie. Will you star in it? We'll make a good movie if you'll star. Actually, Paige. I'm sorry, you're saying the room's not your, a good movie? Paige, how much would your mom charge for a custom commission of a Sean Boston puppet? Because <laughs> we want to make cancel Sean Boston, but we want Sean to be played by a puppet. Sassy Sappy is my fave anyway. Yeah, so so Paige, Paige, hit us up. Hit us up on that because... Francie Pants Gonzalez found you from a shout out from Cece. Aw, thanks for the shout out, Cece. I appreciate it. And then there's more talk about other- Paige says it would cost around $600 to get a custom Sean Boston puppet. We can make that work as long as it's long after I close on this house. Yeah, after <laughs> dude, after RK closes on this house, here's what we've been doing. We've been putting everything we make back into everything, right? So all the money we've made on merch and on this podcast and through ad, ad revenue and everything so far we have spent on getting our book cover designed, getting our book edited, which we both paid for within community things because Amanda edited the book and Keelan designed the cover. So it's going back to you guys. And then we also paid for a theme song, which was written by Gail. So we end up actually like paying you guys a lot more. That's our first instinct. Our first instinct our is first if we want to buy something, go to the community. Some. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's what makes us stand and out. Then now we're, we're not taking have, your money. We're, we're giving Paige you money. We're going to and Patricia create a Sean Boston puppet so that we can make the cancel Sean Boston movie. We're basically going to be the Mr. Beasts of anti-scammers. Because we're giving. Would your if your mom made us a Sean Boston puppet? Would she also want to play Sean Boston in the adaptation? Oh, I love you, Paige. Oh, oh my God, Paige even brought up the Canadian conversion rate. Oh my God, Paige, I love you. You're the sweetest puppet on this whole show. You're the only puppet. You're also the sweetest person. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I completely agree with that. Wait, okay, guys, I'm losing I'm track. I'm so lost in this because I got so uh, into the idea I have no of idea what's going on, too. Yeah. 
We want Sean Boston just we on every stream. We want a Sean stream. Boston puppet. Um, sorry we didn't have a cancel Sean Boston stream for the past two weeks, but we're going to have one this Saturday where Amanda. We didn't have on one two weeks us. ago? Oh, yeah, you were out of town. I was out of town, yeah. But this I week. I thought my gonna... weekends were better. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> I love you. No, you don't. No, um, I, I'm just stressed because of this exam. I swear. No, that's totally understandable. But we'll have one this Saturday for an hour, and Amanda's going to be on it with us while we go through Google Docs and accept all her edits, and it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, it will. And hopefully, I finish my textbook by Sunday. That's my goal right now, and then I get two and a half weeks of just taking practice quizzes. So Sean Boston is going to be played by a puppet that um, Patricia is going to create for us. We will start that process once we have $600, um, maybe after a couple months of ad revenue and merch sales, we'll get $600. And then we will work on the cancel Sean Boston movie adaptation with this puppet. We'll and have we'll, it before October, okay, before you visit. We have to spend, when we're doing Tommy was so weak, we should also spend that week doing all the planning for the movie because we're, we have to make a, a weird movie. We, we won't get the whole movie done, obviously, because it will take a lot, but... We can make a five-minute movie. This is a brilliant plan, guys. We can, we can make, like, the first... We can make, we can make Sean, oh, a couple Sean Boston videos that week that will go in the movie. We can, well, can just come on all of our streams. I mean, if we have a Sean Boston puppet, he's going to make regular appearances. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right, guys, this is all coming together. Ouroboros again. Full circle in. Um, this, is, this is us right now. So yeah, and, and we're we're just planning our future real quick. In October, I'm gonna go to New. We Orleans. should start working on turfs all the way down. Yeah, we can do that. Because that, that feels like it should be a joke project. I think we should write that when we're high. Yeah. Yeah. Turfs all the way down or and it, turf wars I, with AG. Turf wars, yeah, exactly, absolutely. Um, I want our brand to be comical turfs. Okay, so so Paige is saying that it's six hundred dollars, but it's actually thirty. It's six hundred Canadian dollars. So that really it's about four hundred dollars, and times sixty times three is <clears throat> excuse me one eighty. So yeah, and it's, so a, it's, it's about four hundred dollars. Yeah, four twenty. Four twenty. Oh, that's perfect. We're gonna pay four twenty for this puppet. I love it. And then we need to give Paige a fifty percent deposit to start. I'm acting like this puppet's gonna build the puppet. We need to give Patricia a fifty percent deposit to start. So that is two ten. All right. Oh, we can definitely do that, dude. We can definitely pay 420 for a puppet. Yeah, guys, if you ever want to charge us shit, make sure it ends with 420 or 69. Yeah. So, okay, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're going to get the Sean Boston Let's, let's pay her 420 and 69 cents. Yeah, we'll pay you. Yeah, we'll throw extra 69 cents in there just to make it funny. <laughs> Yeah, oh, cats, right. We'll do a Q&A with Sean Boston. This will be great. We'll have the Sean Boston puppet. And um, we'll we'll make the movie. So in, in October, I'll go to New Orleans and we'll live a week as Tommy Wiseau. We'll watch a bunch of weird double Tommy Wiseau it. clips. We'll wear double belts all the time. We'll watch The Room. We'll, we'll watch, watch the room. Best Fiends or Best Friends, whatever it's called. Yeah, that one. And we'll watch The Neighbors, his weird sitcom. We'll see if we can find clips or we'll watch a disaster artist. We'll review the book, the disaster artist. I'm excited for, we might even make Tommy was so two weeks, dude. Maybe Tommy I'll just, was so month. maybe I'll just stay in new Orleans for two weeks so we can do all this Tommy was so stuff. And while we're doing that, we have to start making the Sean Boston movie with the puppet. So we need to get the puppet made by October. 
So we got to start budgeting for that. So, Sammy, I love you and you can absolutely stay for two weeks. I just love the fact that you invited yourself to stay for two weeks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. I don't have to stay for two weeks. I can get an Airbnb. <laughs> I, I, I love you and you're welcome to because uh, we're at this level of friendship. We're at this level of friendship. But I do love my space. Be like, hey, I love that you just like want to be in my house for two weeks. I just love that about you. Hey, like, Sammy, I just I... love that. I love that you feel so comfortable with me as a friend that you can just say you're going to be in my house for two weeks. Like, I mean, Aaron I love... will fucking murder me because I got an attitude when her friend stayed for five days and you're talking about 14. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm cooler. I'm a cooler friend. Oh, you're infinitely cooler. They were the biggest fucking moochers on the planet. They complained about how little food I had in my um, in my fridge when I was like, I didn't even know you were coming till yesterday, and I certainly didn't invite you. Yeah, yeah. See, I just I love I love that we're so comfortable <laughs> that you can be so passive aggressive with me. Well, you wouldn't complain about how little food I had in my fridge. Uh, obviously not. I just go yeah. buy some food. Exactly. That's the difference. Like they, they came and they wanted Aaron to pay for everything. And I was like, you guys fucking suck. And they, <laughs> oof, I don't like them. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'll try not to be like them. You're not like them. You're not a mooch. Well, then I think we'll be good. You might be an emotional mooch, but you're not a mooch. I'm definitely an emotional mooch. I, 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 I'm the most emotionally needy friend around. I'm not like a regular friend. I'm a cool I, friend. I was, I was trying to highlight that one. <laughs> I love that. Um, Is it better to have emotional mooches or financial mooches for friends? I'd say off the top of my head, emotional mooches are better because who who needs a healthy balance of emotions when you have money? Um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dude, this has been such a great stream. We have been so unfocused, but tomorrow we're going to focus better probably, I think. I don't know. I'm distracted today because of the house. Like I'm I still have distracted because I forgot to take my medication yesterday, and because I've been fasting. I've been fasting and unmedicated. So, do you guys just got to deal with our lack of focus today? That's why we appreciate that you guys are our audience because I feel like a lot of people would make an exposed video about how bad our podcast is when they see how unfocused we are. But not you guys. We had a comment. Someone, someone who was on the show last week after you left. Um, and they were nice. And they even said, I'm sorry, I said they made that comment. They're a fan of yours. So they came to the show because they're a fan of yours. And they were like, I miss Savvy. At least she tries to keep things on track. What? Because we it was when we were talking about the cookie cult. Oh, is that? Oh, that's what is that when I had to leave? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, weird. Um, Paige, the pup. Or no, it wasn't yeah. Paige. Which puppet was it? Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm just saying, y'all guys, it's it's okay. You can share your honest feedback with us. If we we do need to focus better, I think tomorrow we, we will focus better. So give us another chance. I'm really sorry. Oh, that's an to... that's an adorable meet cute, like not romantic meet cute, meet cute, like a professional. business meet cute, like a yeah, like I a future business it. partner. That's so that cute. should be a category. Meet, meet cute it. should be more than just romance. You you can have cute meetings with people that like will change. You can. Why isn't there a meet cute with a mentor? <laughs> I want a mentor meet cute. Maybe it's less of a podcast and more of a social club. I think this is like a genre cross of a lot of things. This is a podcast. It's a live stream. It's a community. It's like we work, guys. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah, I was gonna say this is like a it's a stoner circle. Only I don't have to pass. Exactly. Oh, we should try. So I was watching the show Mythic Quest last night. 
And oh, they, with that with Mac from uh, it's always with Mac sunny. from Always Sunny. The show is great. It's hilarious. And they were doing this episode where they had to work remotely in the pandemic. And they were they were doing this thing where like everyone was on their their video call and they would hand each other things like over the they would like one person would pull out a chip and hand it and then the other person would reach from their own thing. And, and so it would make it look like that. And they were doing a bunch of elaborate setups for that. I think we should start doing that with like if you you'll be like smoking a joint and then you'll hand it to me over the camera and then I'll I'll like. Oh wait, no. Boop. I'll like pull it out of the side and be like, then it'll make it look like we're yeah, sharing. I got, I got, yeah. yeah. If I go like that and then you go like that. Yeah. No. Like I, I can see that. I, I think that'd be fantastic. I fully support. Um, so you have access to Apple streaming. Shows. I don't, I don't. Tyler's dad does. So yeah. I was going to say, I yeah. recommend Ted Lasso. I fucking okay. loved it. It was adorable. You should watch it. I'll check it out. Yeah. We don't even have like Apple. I have an Apple laptop, but other than that, yeah. Um, but no, this show is, I love this show so much. It's my new favorite sitcom. It's, it's like, it has Bojack vibes. Cause it's like, I haven't seen Bojack. You should watch Bojack. It's so good. You should watch Ted Lasso. Okay. Sounds okay. good. Yeah. Um, I don't, when, when Holly, I don't know if Holly's talking about the shows we're talking about or our podcast. Is our podcast a case study on neurodiversity? Yeah, probably a little bit. This is definitely not a neurotypical podcast. I would say. Maybe At she was least, talking about you fasting and not taking medication. Yeah, me fasting while not taking. Well, I meant to take my medication. It's just I always take it when I eat dinner, and because I'm fasting, I didn't eat dinner. So, and then uh, I told you not to tell Cher. Cher, don't kill me. I had a cigarette yesterday because it was. I a guess good I didn't appetite. have to. You didn't have to. I did it. I did it myself because it was a good appetite suppressant. I was really hungry, so I went and had a cigarette, and it uh, it, it just it got me hopping. I was suddenly like, like no smoking like, in my fucking house. I'm not going to smoke in your house. I'm not even like a smoker. I'm... You <laughs> just <don't>... smoked. <laughs> I'm not a smoker. There's a difference between smoking and being a smoker, dude. There's a difference. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you, Sappy. I'm, I'm not a smoker either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't make it a habit. I, this is my first cigarette in like a month. No, I, I hear you, Sabs. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a stoner. Just, okay, okay. You're, you're, you just break your fast with edibles. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I wonder if I should do that, because if I broke my fast with an edible right now and I was high while I got a full back tattoo, that might feel really good. Or you might freak out and think, like, Smurfs are marching down your back with cleats. Yeah, I think I'm not going to do that. I think I'm just going to eat a sandwich and be sober while I get a tattoo. You know, drink drink a little bourbon. Break, break your fast with bourbon. I could that. do that, but it'll make me fall asleep. You'd get so drunk so quick. That's what we should do. We should, you should, when you visit, we got to fast for 24 hours and then break our fast with a shot. We could, but like, okay, we'll fast for 24 hours before I get there because I don't want to fast while in New Orleans. I want to eat all the New Orleans food. Yes. Yeah. No, I make it like line up your fast with you arriving in New Orleans and then I'll welcome you to New Orleans with a shot. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, I'll it's no yeah, I'll fast on the way to New Orleans. And then, yeah, you won't. You're, you're, you're clearly not going to fast here. I mean, we. I'm everyone... absolutely not going to fast in New Orleans. I'm excited yeah. to eat all the food. Exactly. And I'm just saying, like, you're also going to be drunk most of the time you're here. I mean, we just walk around with booze. 
That's great. Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna be, we're gonna be drunk the whole the whole week, and we're. I I, I order drinks. I'll take you to brunch, and I always order a drink to go at the end of brunch. Like, dude, I'm really excited to go to New Orleans now. I need to I need to start. I need to figure out if I'm flying or taking the Amtrak. Dude, it's such a weird. It's such a weird place to to leave. Like I I went back to Buffalo. Yeah. To for for a, a moment, and I forgot you can't order drinks to go at restaurants. Yeah, you can't. It, like I, that, that, thing. I that was so yeah. fucking weird to me. Like I was just like, yeah, can I get a drink to go? No. Oh, right. Forgot. <laughs> cause I always order a drink to go. Cause it's just, it makes, cause I also walk everywhere and it just makes yeah, walking so much more enjoyable. All right, guys. Uh, I got to go walk Chewy in a second and then eat before my back tattoo. So I will guys. Okay. Wait, hold up. Before we go, before we go, I need to, I need to promote some things before we go. Okay. I agree with Kat Benson here too. Yeah, I know. I know what I did was not healthy guys. I know what I did. With the exception of coffee. Coffee's a fantastic appetite suppressant. Suck it. Yeah, but I wasn't going to drink coffee at that hour. And then I smoked some weed after that. Dude, you could have just had coffee and weed. Then you would have gone to sleep. I don't know about that. Okay. So guys, um, here we go. Tomorrow, my book is launching tomorrow. I have a book launch party tomorrow. Tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, what is that? 3 p.m. Pacific. I will be launching 90s Kids. 90s Kids is officially, it's available for pre-order. Hold on, let me put up the pre-order link because it's now available on... Your mom. On my mom. No, it's available for pre-order for paperback, ebook, and hardcover. It's available in all formats. So, guys, that this is the launch party. Set a little reminder, like the stream. We were going to have a launch party tomorrow, and it's going to be so fun because it's going to be me and my publisher is going to be there with me. And I'm not sure if the cover designer is going to be there. He might. But we're going to do a Q&A. Um, with me and my publisher, we're going to ask each other questions. You guys can ask questions to both of us, both about her process of running a small press and about my process of writing this book. We'll do fun Q&As and celebrate. Um, Katie gave us a super chat. Thank you so much for the super chat, Katie. You are amazing. Um, my mom is going to be bringing cookies um, for the launch party. My mom, yeah, she's she got me cookies with the book cover printed on them, and I'm really excited for that. So we're going to have book cover cookies for the launch party and here we go amazon y'all on savvy amazon. hear me out but when we launch cancel sean boston we buy a domain to sell it like shopify domains and and we make our website something like your mom 69.420.com or some shit like that to buy sean boston that's i'm happy to do that yeah we could buy a shopify domain it'll be about 30 dollars a month if you're comfortable with that we could okay maybe that. not i just kind of want to have it would, I think it would be really funny to have a web a storefront be something that's really immature. Oh, I totally agree. So y'all, here it is, 90s Kids at the Amazon link. You can pre-order on Kindle or hardcover or paperback. And it will be officially releasing tomorrow. If you or if you've pre-ordered on Kindle, it'll download to your Kindle tomorrow. If you order on hardcover or paperback. I think actually the paperback might arrive by tomorrow if you ordered it yesterday or something, but I don't know. It'll arrive very soon. It's available. It's eligible for Amazon Prime. Oh, it's two hundred nine. I thought it said two sixty nine. You got the wrong. Yeah, sorry. They're all there's three ninety nine, twenty two. No, no, the pa the page count two hundred ninety six. Yeah, it's two hundred ninety six pages. Yeah. 
Look at your It's not two hundred sixty nine pages. Yeah, you should you should have made it or six hundred nine or six hundred ninety or you should have gone six thousand nine hundred. So guys, do not forget to join me tomorrow for the live launch party. I'm really excited for that. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be blasting it everywhere. And tomorrow on our stream, I'm probably going to promote it a bunch too, because guys, this is my first traditionally published book. It's a book I've been working on for three years and it is just so much me. There's so much savvy in this book. So this yeah. is what I want. Cancel Lee Shiloh's word. That's going to be our goal. We're going to make it 69,420 words. So after Amanda edits the sequel, um, if it's not that exact word count, we'll have to We're add throwing shit in. a little bit. Yeah, we'll have to fudge it a little bit because that's got to be the word count. That's got to be the word. That, that should be the word count of every book in it now after Sean Boston. Cancel Sean Boston. Yeah, Boss. because we didn't really, I don't really remember what the word count is for that. 60 something thousand. We were too mature when we wrote Cancel Sean Boston. We were Boston. too mature. We were taking ourselves too seriously as writers. Um, exactly. We, we we need to accept the teachings of the Joker and not become that violent. We need to accept the fact that life is a comedy and therefore we need to make as many 69 or 420 jokes as possible. You know, not, not murder TV hosts. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, I'm sorry that I got to go, but I need to break this fast and walk my dog. So have a great rest of your Monday. That's what I will she's have calling a new it now. I will have a new video. I will have a new video going up on my main channel in an hour. Um, I'm gonna be doing an unboxing of Indie Bookworm Book Box, where I'm gonna be unboxing my own book in that box because I was the May book, so that's exciting. Anyway, uh, have a great rest of your Monday, guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye, friends.